Hi, welcome to another episode of the Art for a Change podcast. I'm your host, Deb Putnoy, artist, educator, and drawing activist who believes art has the power to change your brain, change your community, change your classroom, and change your connection to yourself and the world you live in. Each week, I will share with you different ways art, creativity, and drawing can change your life. It's a small but powerful act, one that everyone can do. Drawing. It's a pencil, ballpoint pen, charcoal on paper. It's a mark in the sand, chalk on the sidewalk. Drawing is a visual language. Making marks on a surface is a truly democratic activity, something that everyone, regardless of age, culture, socioeconomic status, can take part in. So I always ask myself, why is there so much fear and anxiety about drawing? If I talk to most people about drawing, I usually hear, oh, I can't even draw a straight line. I hear this over and over wherever I go. If I say I'm an artist, they immediately go to drawing and their fear of putting a line on the paper. Like anything, they just feel like they can't do it perfectly and they feel like it has to look a certain way if they're going to make a drawing. And this comment always stuns me. And inside my head, I think, what artist really cares about drawing a straight line anyway? When you go into a museum, it's not like you're surrounded by art of, you know, artists that are all drawn with straight lines. Um, Drawing is really not about making straight lines. There's no judge going around with a ruler saying, okay, you can draw, your line is straight. The world of drawing and the process of drawing as it unfolds is infinite. Drawings are as varied as the world of ideas and thoughts, a series of random lines, dots, dashes arranged in a particular way, a line curving in many directions, Drawings, like the people who create them, are individual. And drawings are made for so many different reasons. Like, we think of drawing as only for artists, but really, if you look around on a, in, in your day, there's drawings, there's directions, there's maps, there's ways to put things together in an Ikea catalog. There's so many ways that we have drawing in our lives. When you think about drawing, what comes to mind for you? Is it a stick figure slammed in the center of a blank page? hanging midair between maybe with a line drawn across the bottom of the page, a circle sun in the corner radiating with a few lonely lines. Why do we draw? Why do we make marks on the page? How do we shake up the drawing process and get it back to something really raw and meaningful and not back to the way we were when we were young, when we were, you know, three and, you know, even two, three scribbling on the page and just making marks, like feeling that sense of, you know, the power of what we were creating on the page, not even thinking, just have exploring and having fun with our marks. So I am on a mission to get people to draw. Um, I always say that I am a drawing activist. I really believe in the power, not just for teaching art, but for in the classroom, that it's really important to bring people together to use drawing as a way to think in the classroom um, and to really build community, you know, to build community through drawing and as a way to release emotion. There's so many reasons why we need to draw, and I'm really on a mission to get people to draw, to change people's perception about what drawing is. What's it used for, and why do we draw? I'm on a mission to get people to think seriously about the power of the drawn line and how the act of drawing brings people together. That drawing is also a thinking activity that should be learned in schools alongside math and science, 
and, and that if we as humans connected with ourselves and others through drawing, by taking risks through drawing and making connections through drawing, then possibly there's real change that could emerge. I developed the drawing lab approach, um, which is what I've been working on as an artist for the last decade or so, um, right after 9-11. I really wanted to figure out a way to bring my what I know about the creative process into schools. And I was asked um, by a friend who's a museum educator to, to do um, a residency at one of the schools in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And at first, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. I'm a very process approach artist. And I just had everyone in the school get a sketchbook, including the teachers and the principal. And I really started to break down the language of drawing so that everyone in the school could see the power that drawing had. And if you listen to my podcast last week, we did a make a mark exercise. And I want to kind of go back to the exercise. If you haven't listened to that first podcast, I would love you to go back and do it. If you're a teacher and want to see some change that can happen in your classroom um, almost immediately, because I was always blown away. I've done this exercise probably thousands of times at this point. Um, if you do that exercise with your kids in the classroom and ask, you know, get, you don't need anything fancy. It can be plain white Xerox paper and a uh, number two pound, you know, any pencil and ask the kids, um, or your students it works really great in middle school. Um, you know, the little kids are really kind of still connected with their drawing mind, but you know, as we get into like fourth grade and up, you know, third grade, fourth grade, like kids start to lose connection with their sense of possibility and drawing. So do the exercise of make your mark, you know, have everyone in the class make a bumpy line and a broken line. And I really did this exercise. This is really the first thing that I committed to doing with every student and teachers. Like I had the teachers do it with the kids and you go through and do all the marks on a page. So you have the 12 different marks, draw with both hands, your opposite hand, and you can just use pencil. If you have charcoal, you can give them charcoal, whatever you want to give us tools, um, ballpoint pens. And then when you're done, I want you to lay down all the drawings on the floor so all the kids can stand around with you and look at all the drawings together. And this is the powerful part of the exercise because everyone heard the exact same thing, right? We all heard draw a bumpy line, draw a broken line, draw a line broken into pieces. But the way those drawings are, the way those marks are arranged on the page in these drawings are all completely different. And the beauty of this exercise and the reason I really want to get into schools is that everyone has their own unique visual voice. They're one of a kind visual voice. And even if I wanted to make my marks look like yours, I could never do that. I could never hold the pencil the same way that you do. And so this exercise is really a way for people in your class, the adults and the kids and the students and the specialists, whoever's in your classroom, to see that we're all different, that we all have our unique and beautiful way to express our way, ourselves. And there's no right way to draw something. There's no right way to make a bumpy line. There's no right way to make a broken line, that we all have our own unique visual voice. And so it's a way to explore the language of drawing using our different marks, but it's also a way to see in a very concrete visual way to see that we are all 
unique and different and to be celebrated for that and that there's no one way or better way to be in this world. So it was a, if you do this in the classroom or if you do this as a family group, or if you do this, if you're a homeschool, wherever you're with different people and you want to invite people in to draw together, to, to be able to see that drawing is universal, that we all can take part in it and that we all have our own unique visual voice. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really, really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love po- I love using Anchor because it is so easy to use. I just pull out my phone, record my ideas, and share it with the world. It really couldn't get easier than that. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's again, anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now what I want you to do is to put a pencil or a tool in each one of your hands, and I want you to make lines that cross each other on the page using both hands at the same time. So make lines that crisscross using both hands at the same time. And now what I want you to do is put your tools down and just take a look at what you've created. Some are a lot thicker than others. Mm -hmm. For example, like the one at the very top right seems like a lot darker than some. And some that's lighter, so the way that people put pressure on the tools that they're using, some are darker, lighter. Mm -hmm. What else? We hear exactly the same thing. Make a bumpy line, make a broken line all these different prompts, but we are all individual, we're all unique, we're all going to put those marks on the page, even if I wanted mine to be exactly like Lindsay's, the way I put pressure on the page, the way that I hold the tool, it's going to be different, so there's really no way that our pieces could look the same, and that's kind of the beauty about drawing and art in general, is that we all have our our own visual way in the world. If you're interested in learning more about my philosophy about drawing and art, check out my interactive sketchbook called The Drawing Mind. You can buy it through Shambhala or on Amazon.com. Thank you.